hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Who the f is Mike Young? Would like to thank our incredible sponsor, Blue Team. Ain't nothing funny about a commercial disaster or renovation project. Blue Team handles all aspects of construction, roofing, and disaster recovery for commercial property owners and operators throughout the U.S. No company comes even close to Blue Team. Blue Team handles the projects from start to finish so our clients can focus on running their business, and that is no joke. Call the experts at Blue Team at 855 522 2583 blue team anywhere anytime who the f is mike young i'll tell you who the f he is he's a comedian he's a writer he's under the weather he's in miami just got done with two shows with bob saget we played the miami improv what am i even talking about two shows we had five shows friday two saturday two sunday one Great weekend, tons of work done, recorded every show, doing a lot of work. Just thought I'd do this podcast to let you guys know what life is on the road. Right now, I'm in a hotel. I'm in South Beach. I should be out there on the beach, relaxing, enjoying the sun. No, I'm inside of a tiny room because even when you go online in Miami and you see this amazing hotel room and the beach and the pool and the pool looks like you could do Olympic Laps in the pool, you get down there, it's a nine-foot pool, and you got to do 7,000 laps to get any exercise in. So Miami, I love you, but you're misleading. Your nickname should be the misleading city because every hotel is tiny, every room is small. It's like every room looks like the Chelsea in New York. I remember I had a room in the Chelsea. First time I ever met Run from Run DMC, I thought I'd have a meeting up there at the hotel. I thought I was being cool. I'm like, we'll go to the old school classic artist spot, the Chelsea. You'll run, come bring these papers up to my room. We'll go over the story. He shows up in my room. It's just a bed. Now I'm in bed with Run. Yeah, so that's what this room size is. But it's beautiful. No complaints. I'm not complaining. It's 2020, the year of gratitude, hard work, but not hard work, just smart work. So I thought I would do this podcast to let you know what life on the road is like. And it's with, with Saget, it's great. You know what I mean? Because everything is first class. I got to be honest. Eight out of 10 times, I'm flying first class with Bob. We go to a city. An amazing car picks us up. And by amazing, I mean it's got four wheels. It's like a you know like a like a SUV armored type car. If you hear something in the background, that's the that's a the vacuum going on next door. Of course, that's going to happen. Um, but that being said, every road gig we get to, there's somebody waiting for us. Somebody ready to pick up Bob. We get there. Bob's basically a quiet guy when we get in the car. A lot of times you get the drivers, you get the people that work, you know, for the comedy club or for the theater, and they want to talk to Bob right away. How are you? I watched you growing up. I saw your show. My daughter loves your show. Is it cool? And Bob, you know, like any human being when they get off an airplane, just wants to be quiet. Like, we all just want to be quiet at some point in the day. So, you know, we had a lot of 
interesting characters along the way. But this has been a great trip. Miami. I'm in South Beach. I got a lot of work to do, and I'm battling myself. My inner demons are they're fighting it out. I want to go to the beach. I want to relax. I want to sit at the pool. I want to listen to music. I should just be kicking it. Appreciate the day. But I got a scripted damn podcast that I have to write about a bunch of comedians that go on the road and steal rob from venues. I don't want to talk too much about it, but the deal's already done. We're signed, and I owe a pilot script. So what I'm doing instead of writing my pilot script is I'm, if you ever read the book, The War on Art, I'm, I'm experiencing resistance. I'm resisting. I'm doing everything except writing. I'm sipping coffee. I'm eating pineapple. I chewed up some cashews. Uh, I'm pacing around a very tiny room. I'm trying to avoid a, a, a vacuum noise. I'm not going to record at the pool because I saw there's a bunch of people down there, even though they'll have no idea what I'm doing on a microphone. The bottom line is I am in full resistance mode and I'm doing nothing work-wise, but I'm going to. I just had to I just had to talk myself into it. So, I'm going to talk myself into it and soon enough I'll break out the computer. I'll get back into it. I'm on page 9 out of 37 pages. The podcast can be as long as I want, as short as I want. I think the ideal move is a 30-minute, 35-minute podcast and uh, you know, It'll, it'll, it'll get going. I, I know my process, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. I took a flight here. This is one of the parts of, of comedy that we don't love as comedians. The travel. Sometimes the travel's not as, enjoyous as, as joyous as you'd like it to be. So shout out to the negative. Shout out American Airlines. You're, you're slipping. You messed up. I took a red eye here. Red eye was supposed to leave at 1230 at night. LA time, get in at 8.30 in the morning, everybody gets on the airplane, luckily I ended up seeing like five or six comedians that ironically had to do uh, gigs either in Miami or the Bahamas, I saw my boy Chris Spencer, Flex, Ari Spears, these dudes are all out there on the plane and we're all doing different gigs, I'm at the Improv, they're in the Bahamas for NBA week, All-Star weekend, doing like an NBA thing, uh, and, and my boy Gary Cannon was on there, he's going to do a cruise, this was the true life of comedy personified. I'm thinking maybe we should have a private comedy plane that just checks on where comics are going and we fly comedians. We'll talk about that ninth business that I want to start later. Bottom line is we get on the plane. It's 110 degrees on the plane. Everybody's miserable. Nobody's happy on the airplane. Pilot comes on the plane. He's like, listen, this plane's grounded. It's not going anywhere. There's technical uh, mechanical difficulties on the plane. We're so sorry. Meanwhile, you know it's a scam. You know it's a hustle. If they would have known that the plane wasn't going anywhere, they could have stopped everybody from getting on the plane. But no, to me and my conspiracy theory, I'm thinking this is the American Airlines pilot's way of saying, F you, American bosses that are putting us through this treacherous airplane because when we got on the plane not only was it 105 degrees but I looked up at my seat seat 9d I looked up at my seat and there was duct tape holding together the baggage bin yeah it looked like duct tape and a tampon I don't know what was going on up there they were trying to salvage the plane but anytime a plane is being put together by duct tape and it's about to fly across the country you don't have a good feeling in your gut about it so Bottom line is, we all get off the airplane, half miserable. I'm with my boy Pete. Pete's a masseuse for J-Lo. I know it sounds crazy and fully made up, but it's true. My boy Pete, 
he came to the show in Miami, but he's uh, he works on J Lo. You know, he travels around the world with her basically. Anytime she's sore, hurt, needs manipulation, healing, everything, massage, Reiki. This guy will touch your shoulder and you'll start crying about a fourth grade birthday party that went south. He's got a magical hand. One time he pushed my he pushed something in my sinuses and my brain started crying. I don't know what was happening, but. Bottom line is we get off the plane. Now Pete and I are sitting there. We're looking for flights. We're looking for flights. Maybe we'll go find another flight. We'll find another flight. Doesn't happen. The gate agent comes on the air. She says, you know what? We're going to have another airplane coming in about an hour and a half. Sit tight, please. Your plane will now leave at 2 in the morning. So now it's 2 in the morning LA time, 5 in the morning Miami time. I got two shows this night in Miami. Finally, we get on the new plane. Everybody hops on the plane. Again, it's 105 degrees. The plane, I open up the luggage bin, and there's like 700 nicks. Like, like this is an old plane. This plane should have been retired. This was like the, I don't know, man. This, I can't even think of an old comedian who needs to retire because you don't need to. I'm just thinking like, a, this is like an old ball player. You know what I mean? Someone just, this plane had bad knees, bad elbows. The skin was bad. It's been drinking for a long time. This plane has been through a lot. It's seen a lot. It's felt a lot. It's been through too much. So this airplane, we all sit down. Everyone's half nervous. My boy Pete's one row behind me and one seat over to the left. All of a sudden, this girl starts corona coughing. Just hack, cough, corona, cough, coronavirus, bringing in the heat. We got 48 masks on board. My boy Chris Spencer's, he's all masked up. I look back, I think Flex was masked up. Pete was masked up, mixed. He had a mask mixed with a scarf. He scarf masked, masked. And the girl next to him, and she's coughing. Before we even take off, she's, she's just leaned over. She's next to the hospital. She needs a visit. And Pete's just, he's getting so upset that he became a different person. He put an invisible shield around himself. He was cursing. She was coughing so much that when she coughed, she was like, Egh. I just out loud went, damn, damn. Like, you don't need to do that. Cover your mouth, wear a mask, wear a sweater, wrap a sleeve around your body, cough into an elbow crease. I don't care what you do. That's not cool what you're doing. It's just not cool. You can't do that. People on this plane are just, you're disgusting. Stay home, okay? I know everyone's got issues. I know I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, what do you call it? Uh, empathetic, sympathetic. I get it. But you know what? Stay home an extra day or you wrap up your mouth. So now we're taking off for cough flight 667 en route to Miami from L.A. <coughs> As you could see, I caught a little bit of some kind of cough. I knew my system was going down because I'm not used to, number one, I'm not used to red eyes. Number two, I treat my body right. I'm not used to not sleeping. I think I just got bit by a spider. I'm not used to not sleeping uh, ever. You know, I don't do that. I'm not even kidding. Um, I don't ever not sleep, you know, for a whole day. I don't do red eyes. I can't sleep on airplanes. So this plane takes off. You know what I mean? The plane takes off. And the bottom line is we get to Miami at 9 o'clock. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 10 o'clock in the morning. I haven't slept for 24 hours. P 
Pete's miserable, beyond misery. He's already, he's calling his wife. His wife is already on the phone with American Airlines. He's negotiating to get, it, to get his own private plane back. He's dropping J-Lo's name. He's dropping every name he ever worked on, every shoulder he ever manipulated, every celebrity he's ever foot touched. He's just, he's going all in. All in. And I don't blame him, by the way. I don't blame him at all. It's time to go all in because this was terrible. And I got to be honest, the pilot on the first plane, just out of shape, looked miserable, heavy drinker, too much bread, pasta at night. Listen, man, get yourself in shape. Look presentable. You know, I don't want to say what I, I mean. I used to not like Delta Airlines because they were miserable, but they made a turnaround. Delta turned it around at some point. Everybody got a better attitude. The plane's got in better shape. Everybody's communicating. If there's turbulence, the pilot comes on, says a couple nice words during turbulence, and you feel much better. All right? Anyway, the plane takes off. Now my TV doesn't work. There's a cough hack, a hack cough happening next to me. The only good news is I got two doctors next to me, two women who are actually both doctors, and I'm a complaining hypochondriac. So from the first second, I just started talking, you know, what is this? What is that? How's this? I feel a little something brewing in the chest. She said, you're all right. Don't worry about it. She put me at ease, calmed me down. And then the doctors went to sleep like they were in a lay, like a full bed. I've never seen anything like it. These two women were able to sleep perfectly, beautifully, all the way from LA to Miami. I'd never seen anything like it. I don't sleep on planes. So bottom line is we get to Miami. Pete's miserable. He literally, he's another shade of gray. He's he's mad. He's saying things to the girl. He just he's looking at her, just going animal, animal, animal. What's wrong with you? And I don't blame him, man. You don't do that. Hack cough on a plane full of innocent people, you know. And I don't know if everyone's innocent, but they looked innocent. Anyway, we get to Miami, and by the way, the red eye. This is where people are just, you know, this is a, there's some bottom barrel stuff going on in the red eye. You know, they're not checking backpacks. People are wearing three, four shirts. People are hiding stuff. Stuff might be taped to your body. Drug mules are riding. I don't know what's going on in the red eye, but I could tell you right now, Sebastian, if you're listening, I feel like I'm diving into a piece of your act that you've never done, but talk about the red eye, even though you don't go on them anymore. Anyway, we get to Miami. Get to Miami. I get a car. I get to my hotel. My room's not ready. I'm 27 hours into no sleeping. I got no room. They tell me I got to wait an hour. I pull every desperate move I can. I drop Saget's name. I drop Stamos's name for no reason just because he knows Saget. I might have even dropped Leo's name and said that I played pickleball at his house one time. I was dropping so many names. It was like the Oscars were at my feet. I don't know what was going on. And bottom line is I shook the guy up. I tipped him a 20. He got me a room. I got to my room. I had a conference call at one o'clock. So I get to my room. I sleep from noon to one to 1250. I have a great conference call. This guy wants to potentially do a corporate event. He's asking me what my fee is. I don't really do a lot of corporate events. So now I'm just making up fees. So I just, I'm jacking up prices. I'm looking online. I'm just quadrupling everything. You know, I know my value. So I sleep from 12 to 12.50. I have an hour conference call, 1 to 2. I sleep from 3 to about 5.30. So all in all, I got a couple periodic moments of sleep. I woke up. My voice was getting shit, like a little shifted. My immune system was a little bit down. I, I, I went to the show, two shows that night. Me and Saget killed it. Two great shows. 
Bob was totally well-rested when he saw me. He's in a different hotel than I am. Bob likes to stay fancy, super nice, top-notch. I like to stay nice, but... I got They give me a budget, and I work out my budget. If I could put money in my pocket from the budget, budget, I do that. It's just what life as the opener of a big, you know, of a big name comedian is. You can ask anybody who's on the road with anybody. You know, if this is part of the life, and it's part of the life that I love, but I don't like not sleeping, and I don't like not feeling great. And it's been a, a little bit of a tough, tough road gig. And I wanted to do this podcast just to let you guys know that life on the road. It's, you know, I'm, I'm past the grind part of the road. You know, I've, I did that. I, I got in my car. I drove five hours. Back in the day, we used to do gigs. Me and Sebastian were driving up through the mountains when we heard Michael Jackson died. You know, we were going to a gig. In a... Hold on. I was trying to find a spider in my shirt. We were going to a gig up in the mountains. I'll never forget it. But Sebastian and I were heading to a really, some pretty terrible gig. I don't know if it was in like an Indian casino somewhere in Northern California, but I'll never forget we heard Michael Jackson had slipped into a coma and he was unresponsive. And Sebastian looked at me and he's like, there's no way Michael Jackson's dying. And the way I heard the report, I looked at him and I was like, 100% Michael Jackson's about to die. The next thing you're going to hear is that Michael Jackson's dead. And sure enough, Michael Jackson was dead. Anyway, I've had a thousand road gigs, but... Being with Saget is a top-notch gig. It's a first-class gig. I'm not going to lie. It is a cush gig. I'm sitting in a beautiful SLS hotel in South Beach, Miami, chilling right now, fully avoiding one form of work while replacing it with another form of work because this podcast here, this is my job. I've got sponsors. I have people that are paying for this, so I have to do this, and I love to do this. Sometimes it's tough for me to come up with a subject, but i got to power through. And one thing I got to say real cool about Bob, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I've never seen a guy at his age powering through. He will, he, he don't complain. He's, you're not going to hear, if he gets a sore throat, bam, pop a pill. If he gets, you know what I mean? He's like, it's just part of being a comic and I got to toughen up. I got to get my, grab my balls and just toughen my ass up out here because, you know, the work as an artist, to create all the time, it's going to beat you up. It reminds me of when I worked on Entourage, and I remember peeking in the wind in the office where Rob Weiss, who's a writer, one of the executive producers of Ballers, and I remember seeing Rob Weiss was working on a story, and he was laid out on the ground. I was like, what's that? And he had like vitamin C and vitamin B and everything surrounding him, and he just, he wrote himself sick. And I was like, you know what, Rob? Much respect, bro. You know, and so I've basically comedied myself into a cold. But being the Jew that I am, I got my cousin calling in a Z pack to the CVS around the corner for a just in case Z pack. I will not take it unless I need it. But I know my body, and sometimes, you know, when I lose my voice and there's a little weird cough coming, sometimes it's like a little infection, bacteria, and you got to get an antibiotic. But I've, I've, it's been a couple years since I've taken one. Um, and I might take it, I might not, but just the fact of having it makes you feel good. You know, like I had an ear problem, you know, comics get all kinds of stuff. We fly, we get ear, you know, eardrum problems. I, I, I like to have the, just the safety, 
the safety Z pack in my bag. I got Pregnazone safety, but that's hardcore. I've never taken it before. But the last time I got my ears checked, she said that I had so much fluid in my ear from flying that I should take it, but I didn't. I didn't take it. I just suffered. I've been suffering. And by suffering, I mean living a great life and telling jokes for a living and writing scripts. So anyway, I wanted to just let you know, this is what life can be like on the road. So Bob and I do the two shows Friday, two great shows sold out in Miami. Next night, Saturday night, two great shows packed house sold out in Miami. And let me tell you something. It ain't easy to sell out shows in Miami. I don't care who you are. Unless you're J-Lo's cousin or, you know, Mark Anthony or another Latin artist, it's all Latina and Latino. I don't even know how these people found us. We were in the middle of, like, Doral, Florida, outside Miami. Nobody who worked at the, at the outdoor places was speaking English. But somehow we packed it in and we had a blast. And uh, I just want to say, man, the life on the road... It could be it could be wild, but I quit the wild stuff. I used to do everything, not drug wise, but I'd be out there. You know, I'd I'd hang out at the club after the show. I'd meet girls after the show. I'd take, you know, we did everything to the point where somebody in Houston called me one time and he was like, "Hey man, could you quit sleeping with the wait staff?" You know what I mean? Seriously, Mike, we're gonna have you back here. I was just doing what comedians do in the early part of their career. Anyway, it's been a great run. I'm starting to feel a little better. Maybe it's the vitamin C. Maybe it's the pineapple and the cashew diet that I've been on in the mornings. Either way, I'm feeling better. I'm going to go to the pool. I'm going to bring my book. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to write the podcast later in the day. I am going to take a break first before I dive into it. I'm not going to just dive right in. How many minutes have I been talking? Oh, 20 minutes. Not bad. Uh, but Bob and I had the... So we had the two shows. We wrapped up those two shows. They were phenomenal. Let's see. Anybody call me? It's unbelievable how nobody calls me. Um, but we wrapped up those two shows on Saturday. Then we had one show Sunday, and it was a blast. Last night, somehow, you always think Sunday show is going to be whack. It's going to be lame. You're not going to enjoy your Sunday show. And somehow, our Sunday show was always one of the best. Bob did like an hour and ten. I did 30 I got a bunch of new material that's cracking. I'm expanding on my jokes, on my on my on my bits, just expanding. I got an editor in LA right now that's working on my special. You know, everyone's been telling me, and by everyone I mean my family basically, to do new jokes, do new material. And you know, a lot of people have told me that, but what people don't understand is I haven't had a special. So yes, maybe a hundred thousand people have seen me live over the years. But a special will get millions to see me. So once I do my special and I release that material into the universe, then I will start to craft all my new stuff. And it's already on the horizon. I got big chunks about people, friends who are getting divorced. I got chunks about kid, friends and their kids. I got chunks about me being a single superhero and how it lasts too long. I got chunks about me being afraid to go into new relationships and you know what my fear is from and what I've been through in life. I got chunks about traveling on the road. I got chunks chunks about being from Detroit. I got chunks about family and mentors and you know what it was like to have my dad pass away and have all my mentors be terrible. I got chunks of real life stuff. It's easy for me to just, you know, pick apart everyday things. I don't it's not my style. I like to just I like to feel my jokes. You know, I just I like to feel them. So 
you know, I'm sure I could have got away with doing a bunch of imitations and singers and stuff like that, like I used to do in the early days. And I might even bring some music stuff back, but I got too much, too much new, fresh material that's hitting me uh, that I want to get going. And that's uh, that's all I really wanted to say. I just wanted to tell you what life on the road can be like. So that being said, we have two days in between shows. And this is what comics do sometimes. Like, I was not going to fly back to L.A. from Miami and then two days later fly back to New York. I'm not doing that. So I was like, you know what? Let me relax down in South Beach, Miami. And let me go get a room. Let me chill at the pool. Let me do some reading. Let me drink some water. Let me eat some pineapple. Let me chill and get my head straight. And then Wednesday, we fly to New York. And then we got Terrytown. We got... uh, Inglewood, New Jersey, and then we've got Atlantic City Hard Rock. So I got three gigs next week, or I'm sorry, this week. So this is the time to decompress, relook my notes over, think about how much energy I want to put towards my own stuff, and maybe, maybe you know, maybe cancel out a few of the things that are coming at me, you know, energy wise. You know, I think I, I think I mentioned that I'm working on a Run DMC movie, which could be amazing and huge, but the energy that I'm putting into it versus the return is not great. And so I'm really contemplating putting all my energy into being the performer and writer that I am. And that's, I'm blessed and I'm fortunate that people want me to write these movies and and things like that. But what I really want to become is, you know, I want to become, you know, the greatest entertainer that I can be, the greatest content maker that I can be. So the only way I can do that is to, you know, use the amount of bandwidth that I have. And believe me when I tell you, I'm not knocking myself, but it ain't that much. I can't do quality work on six things. I can't. I could do real quality work on two, maybe three. If I have my stand-up and one script, that's beautiful. Stand-up and script and podcast, I can handle that. But more than that, the Run DMC stuff... I need my agents and everybody else to just step up on that and and handle it. So this has been an episode of Who the F is Mike Young. I'm feeling better. I'm in Miami. Three shows this week in New York. We got Denver coming up. We got Royal Oak, Michigan. We got Cincinnati. We got Cleveland, Ohio. We got Canada. We got a bunch of great dates coming up. And uh, we'll keep you posted. Find me at The Real Mike Young. Have a great, great weekend. Take me back. When I was a kid, take me never back had now. to worry about what I did. The one time I'm one, a man two. now, was check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down, sound. no time getting down now. now. Take me back uh, when I was a one, kid, two. never had to worry take about what back. I Coming did. Coming back for you, but I'm a man now. Where